I'm very thankful today to be joined by Sergey Rakuba. He is with Mission Eurasia. Sergey, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Will, and it's good to be with you this morning. Sad morning, as I would add, you know, since we are commemorating a one year of that horrible invasion of Russia into Ukraine today. So let's uh, remind folks what Mission Eurasia is and how you're involved with it. Okay, Mission Eurasia is a mission organization uh, based here in the United States. Uh, our home office is here in Franklin, uh, Tennessee, uh, but our ministry focus is in the countries of the former Soviet Union, such as uh, Ukraine, of course, you know, is our uh, ministry hub country, and then all the rest of the former Soviet Union republics, uh, like even Russia, uh, Moldova, Belarus, and all the Central Asian countries, and uh, our main focus uh, uh, is to uh, reach, to train, to mobilize the next generation of leaders for ministries in those countries. And we do it through several different programs like School Without Walls, where we uh, uh, work with the younger generation, uh, those who are in that uh, age frame, you know, 18 to 25, and helping them to find their purpose in life, uh, but uh, you know, also to get involved in ministry and helping their local churches to get involved uh, in their communities, basically helping uh, their churches to break those uh, invisible walls of whatever limitations can be uh, and get into the local community with the message of uh, uh, Christ. <clears throat> So, and and uh, when this war uh, began, you know, so we, uh, since we're based in Ukraine, we uh, just simply could not uh, uh, afford not to get involved. Uh, our building, our ministry, field ministry's headquarters was uh, destroyed in the first few weeks, uh, uh, which is located in Erpin and Bucha there, those two famous towns that were Russian uh, troops. Uh, performed, I mean, just unbelievable atrocities when they first um, attacked uh, in the first weeks uh, of the war. And now we are very much involved in uh, providing much-needed uh, relief. Uh, and in our response, you know, we offer uh, food, family food packages. Um, you know, as of this week, when we commemorate this uh, first anniversary, uh, of this horrible war, we were able um, to pack and deliver 210,000 family food packages. One food package contains enough food to uh, sustain family of four or five for at least one week. We published or printed uh, 1.5 copies of scripture, Bibles, New Testaments, uh, Gospels of John and other scripture-based literature which has been distributed in the last 12 months across Ukraine, but also in Moldova and Poland. Uh, through our refugee assistance centers in Poland and Moldova, we were able to help uh, at least 100,000 refugees that came for help, you know, to those places running for more safe place. So, and uh, this is just, you know, one of the 
few, uh, just very few, you know, so uh, initiatives that Mission Eurasia offers now uh, during this horrible war. Uh, we are focused on working with nationals. You know, we are, uh, you know, nationals ourselves. Ukraine is my home country. I was born, raised there, still have family there. And uh, as a president of Mission Eurasia now, so it's uh, uh, just, it's so close to my heart. Uh, uh, so, and we do anything possible to help Ukraine, Ukrainian people uh, to uh, defend, but not just to defend, you know, we believe in victory. And uh, so we continue praying when we remembering today, and today is a national day of fasting and prayer in Ukraine. And they invite the entire global community to join them in this prayer. And we're praying so that uh, God will continue. Uh, be with Ukraine, uh, surround them with his uh, power and enable Ukraine uh, uh, not, just, not just to defeat their communities, their families, their land, their sovereignty, their freedom, but all take a, a victory. And, uh, you know, so that's what uh, uh, Mission Eurasia is all about, you know, today. And we're so grateful uh, for uh, all the support that American uh, evangelical Christian community and overall, you know, so just American community offers uh, in uh, through their generous uh, donations, their support, their prayers, enabling Mission Eurasia to continue delivering much needed help in Ukraine. When was the last time you were able to visit Ukraine? I uh, recently was there. I was there at the end of January. And, uh, you know, we have uh, 12 uh, you know, refugee assistants or 12 uh, ministry uh, centers, hubs from which we uh, offer our ministry to the regions, you know, and communities. And I was well able to visit with our underground teams, uh, those far eastern regions in Ukraine, like Kherson, uh, Nikolaev, uh, uh, Zaporizhia region there. That's where the most intensified uh, war activity is taking place now. I was in Kherson for several days uh, with uh, churches that uh, stayed there during the occupation uh, of uh, when Russian troops took over that uh, uh, city. And when uh, they were pushed out, you know, so the Ukrainian army came. So the humanitarian organizations like Mission Eurasia, Samaritan Spurs, a few others, you know, moved in right away, offering help to people that survived that occupation and enabling local churches. They stayed there through the occupation uh, to continue helping uh, their communities uh, in all different ways. And that's, uh, you know, as I seen, you know, especially during this last trip, that the churches uh, became like beacon of hope, you know, so shining in the midst of that tragedy, in the midst of that destruction, offering spiritual, uh, humanitarian, uh, physical help, uh, emotional help uh, to people that are suffering there because of this horrible war. Despite all of the suffering, does the average Ukrainian in Ukraine believe that this war uh, will be won? Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, well, 
I remember, you know, so the first day when it all began, I was in disbelief, like probably the rest of the world, uh, watching. Uh, we never believed so that uh, Putin can go that far and actually will invade when it's all fledged, full-fledged kind of might uh, I mean, war um, to Ukraine. And it took me a few kind of weeks, you know, so to came out of the feeling, you know, so that's actually was happening. And everybody was counting, you know, I remember those days, you know, when Ukrainian government will fall, when Ukraine will surrender and Russia will take over the entire country. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, a year later, with admiration, we are watching, you know, so being inspired by the heroism of uh, Ukrainian people, they are not defeated, undefeated, and they continue fighting, but uh, and they are praying so that God gives them victory. I've been there, spent time with people in their communities. I was able to visit half-destroyed homes where they continue kind of trying to uh, cope, you know, uh, recuperating, you know, from either, you know, so the uh, attacks, you know, so that Russia, when Russia, a missile attacks, that Russia continues pounding those communities or, you know, so communities that were under occupation, they firmly believe so that they will have victory, but with one condition, if the global community will not abandon them and will continue supporting. So they are grateful for unbelievable support that the United States offered them. And in the rest, the global community, uh, the other countries, you know, in the world, but they really need more help. And if they had a little more help, they will be able to take, I mean, to have a victory. Uh, they are succeeding in many different ways in a battlefield. And if they had a little more help, they will be able not just to defend, but they will be able to push uh, the Russian troops out and take a victory. Do you think that uh, President Zelensky has done a good job throughout the course of all this? Uh uh, well, I have to confess, you know, so when the war began, I thought, you know, being Ukrainian myself, uh, I cannot vote, you know, vote in Ukraine since I'm an American citizen and lived here for most of my life. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I thought, you know, he was not the right guy for the position. He was not fitting, you know, so that, uh, and again, you know, so war is such a, I don't know, did he have experience or so? But and I, when I saw him in the last uh, few days, in the in the first few days of that war, especially when the American president offered him to evacuate and said, "We're sending we're sending helicopters, you know, to pick up you, your family, your cabinet, you know, and take you out in a safe place." On the national TV, he changed his. Uh, nice kind of slick suit you know so uh and uh, into a war war uniform and said i don't need a ride i need we need ammunition i'm staying and we fight for our freedom that phrase that behavior or that uh, you know so kind of uh, a call unto the nation, you know, united the entire nation. And today we see he does absolutely amazing job. Uh, 
giving leadership in a time of war. And the country is united in Ukraine, united around him, his government, their nuances, you know, so I'm not idealizing, you know, so any government, uh, but so far, him and his cabinet, especially the Ministry of Defense and the army that thought, you know, was so, uh, uh, we thought was so weak, you know, not ready for this war. They're doing such a great job defending uh, their nation against such a powerful enemy uh, invader like Russia. Uh, the news today is that China is calling for a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine. I don't know whether or not that will have any impact on what's going on there or not. Um, we're visiting today with Sergei Rakuba from Mission Eurasia, a group that is helping to provide relief to people who are suffering from the ravages of this uh, ongoing war, which is uh, marking its one-year anniversary today. Well, Sergey, I appreciate your time very much. Um, is there any uh, final thoughts, perhaps, if people want to uh, assist your organization? Uh, I assume they can go online and, and give a monetary contribution. Yes, thank you so much, Will, again, for the opportunity. And to learn more about Mission Eurasia and what Mission Eurasia is doing in Ukraine, uh, so you can go on the missioneurasia.org and right on the front page, you know, so choose some options, how you can assist, how you can help enabling Mission Eurasia to continue providing support. And we continue packing and delivering food packages to a huge number of internally displaced and refugees. We manufacture and deliver wood-burning stoves that help Ukrainians to survive this harsh winter there. And as of today, we were able to build and deliver over 2,000 those wood-burning stoves, and it takes just $250 uh, to manufacture and deliver one wood-burning stove to one family. So we continue providing shelter, medical assistance, and uh, we would hugely appreciate if people can partner uh, with us. Every dollar is, uh, uh, I mean, making a huge difference in Ukraine, and, you know, it's all, you know, so thoroughly accounted uh, through our accounting system. So we're so, so grateful if people would consider. And of course, continue praying for Ukraine so that Ukraine will not get defeated. Ukraine will not surround. Ukraine will continue fighting. And this is not just fight for their land. This is fight for freedom, democracy, independence, sovereignty. If Russia can take over Ukraine, so then the rest of the countries around Ukraine will be in the same danger as Ukraine today. So pray for Ukraine. Help Ukraine to defeat their enemy and continue supporting. When they are undefeated today, they are fighting on so many different fronts, you know, army, militarily, spiritually, and pray for those who are broken emotionally but are not defeated there. And we're so grateful if you can partner with Mission Eurasia, uh, continue supporting us. And uh, thank you so much, Will, you know, for the opportunity again.